Today's episode is brought to you by SheWins Membership, our private members club that helps you cut through the online marketing noise so that you can build a brand that stands out and have a profitable and thriving business. Within this membership, we provide you with the tools, systems, and strategies that will help you build the business of your dreams. So if you want to join the SheWins Membership, then head over to SheWinsMastermind.com slash membership and that's shewinsmastermind.com slash membership welcome to a cup of tea welcome to a cup of tea with me my name is fatia and i'm your host within this mini show inside the shewins podcast we discuss everything self-love self-care mindset mental health physical health and all things lifestyle that a woman wants to know so let's get into today's episode hello beautiful people welcome to today's episode of the she wins podcast today we are talking more about self-love self-care and all that good stuff that you guys want to know about today on the podcast i have a guest her name is Susie reading and i'm really excited to have her here on the podcast today because i actually connect with her on instagram and i listened to her live where she was talking about things but i didn't see many people talking about so i got really curious and i was like she has to be on the podcast so i reached out to her and asked her to be on the podcast Susie is the mother of two, an author, a psychologist, and a coach. And she specializes in self-care, helping people manage their stress, emotions, and also that inner energy balance. So today, I'm really excited to have Susie on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Susie. How are you today? I am great. I'm all the better for having this opportunity to share my soothing toolkit. I'm really grateful for the opportunity. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. We are really excited to listen to all you have to say. So let's get started. So tell us a little bit more about your journey. Well, I, I always knew that one of my strengths is is helping people. I knew that from an early age, whether it was just being able to sit with people and, and, and let them you know, bear witness to their emotions kind of yeah. thing. That was something that I always knew that, that I could do and I loved being able to do that. Yeah. Um, in terms of my career, mm-hmm. there have been some absolutely fantastic twists and turns. Yeah. But all of those different paths have led me to this point, which makes perfect sense now. But it hasn't always made perfect sense. Okay. Right? That's really important. So if, if anyone's in the midst of a career that you think, well, how did I end up here? Don't worry. It'll all make sense one day. <laughs> so originally I trained as a psychologist. Yeah. When I finished my master's degree, I accidentally moved to the UK. It was meant to be a very short holiday that turned into seven years. And in wow. that time, um, I started working as a personal trainer, which was the part-time job I had as I was going through uni. Yeah. And what I didn't realise is that Australian PTs are held in very high regard in, in the UK. Mm. And I had a really thriving business in, in a very short period of time. So um, as part of that, I took on yoga teacher training qualifications. Mm-hmm. And so I was working in a gym, but I wasn't working as a regular personal trainer. It wasn't just about rippling abs and toned thighs it was changing about how people felt Mm. in their bodies um 
about empowering people so that they could speak their truth and have their own back. And at the time, to be honest with you, I couldn't have put it into those words. Mm. But now, in the benefit of hindsight, I know that's what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and then it was it was my life experience of motherhood colliding with the terminal illness of my father mm-hmm. and an ensuing really, really tough time. Um, I can only sort of, the best words I can use to express that experience were energetic bankruptcy. I literally mm. felt floored by life. Yeah. And that's where I came across the term self-care. Mm. And in addition to the love and support of people around me and some bloody good therapy as well, self-care was the thing that helped put me back together to strengthen me. And now this is what I feel very, very passionate about sharing with other people. It's this toolkit of nourishing ourselves, head, heart, and body. So that's a very long answer to your question. That's absolutely amazing. We want you to like literally feel free to share everything you want to share with our listeners. Because in especially in this moment, I think people need someone like you in their lives. Because a lot of people are going through, you know, that confusion about their career, about their life in general. There's this... Um, research for balance in their life because obviously they don't know what can happen tomorrow and you know there's a lot of insecurities so it's so amazing that you are here today to actually help us go through these tough periods so um let's dive into your toolkit tell us a little bit more about it my toolkit has evolved over the years it very much draws on my experience and qualifications as a psychologist It still relies heavily on my work as a personal trainer because the way we use our body has a huge impact on how we think and feel. And there's an awful lot of yoga in there in terms of breath work, um, different shapes to create different energetic effects. So it it very much encompasses the head, the heart, and the body. Okay. Um, I would say that my thinking has evolved in the last few years more around, instead of just giving people a whole bunch of practices, yeah. which can be very powerful, mm-hmm. I want to dive a little bit deeper. Yeah. I want to take a look at what are the skills that mm-hmm. we need as human beings to navigate challenging experiences. Okay. And so in my own life, I've reflected on times that I've felt squeezed. Yeah. And obviously as a psychologist, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of people um, helping them navigate tough times. Yeah. And I think that there are three broad themes to a tough time. We've got stress, anxiety and burnout. Yeah. We've got grief and loss mm-hmm. and we've got change and transition. Okay. Now some life experiences will involve just one of those threads. Mm. Some life experiences will involve all three. And actually when you label that, for example, when you become a mother, yeah. there is actually something to grieve because your old life has come to an end in that so shape. True. There's something beautiful and new. This is a transitional time. Mm-hmm. But when you acknowledge that grief is actually a valid response, I think that really cues our innate healing capacity. So I would hope that just talking about tough times and understanding those different threads and looking at the skills that help us navigate those things can help people connect with their calm abiding center. Okay. It is there. We all have it. But just naming these skills, Mm. I think, can be really, really powerful. So what are these skills so that we, we need? Should we take a look? Yeah, let's look yeah. at what those skills are. So <laughs> exactly. when we think about stress, anxiety, burnout, 
the skills to help you navigate that in its simplest form, this is about connecting with your body because we need to learn how to relax again, Mm. right? Relaxation is literally the antidote to stress and anxiety. When your body is calm, when your breathing is spacious and natural, it is literally impossible to be stressed and anxious because you are activating an opposing branch of the, the, the nervous system. Yeah, right? that makes sense. When your body is calm, when mm-hmm. breathing is relaxed, you are in the parasympathetic mode, which is rest and digest. Yeah. Right? When we are stressed and anxious, that's when the fight or flight response has been engaged. Yeah? Yeah. So this is this is why learning how to, to reclaim the ability to relax um, is just so vital. And we live in a society that um, tells us, you know, you snooze, you lose. And it's just such nonsense. So I would hope that in this period, I hope people are really cultivating that ability to rest and relax and restore Mm. Um, because it's, this is, this is the stuff that helps us cope. It's the stuff that helps us heal. And it's the stuff that allows us to step up and be the kind of people that we aspire to be. So that's, that's kind of looking at the skills for stress and anxiety. Now Mm. the skills for grief and loss are slightly different. Again, it's still connection with your body because the work of grief, the work of loss is to experience your feelings. Mm. It's to feel your feelings. Yeah. If you are disconnected with your body, we're you know we're numb to it. Mm. So the only way out is through. I think we've all heard that phrase. So the work of grief, the skill set of grief and loss, yeah. is to connect and to and to allow yourself to feel. It's it's developing the the ability to move through our emotions in a safe and healthy way. Mm. Yeah. We can we can feel angry. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that we're an angry person. We can use a whole host of practices that allow us to dissipate the energetic charge of anger, resentment, which is, this is something that's very real in these close quarters, right? Yeah. You can take a lion breath and expunge that. Yeah, that's a lion breath. Where you <laughs> breathe in through your nose and you exhale through your mouth with the tongue extended okay. as far out as possible. Where you roar it out and that the charge is gone, mm. right? instead of saying something harmful. So that's looking at the skills for grief, for loss, and then the skills, the change and transition, this is about developing the ability to sit with uncertainty, ambiguity, it's uncomfortable, yeah. right? But we've got to develop patience, and, and, and again, learn how to be calm in the face of it. Mm. But it's also bigger than that, it's, it's standing tall, um, taking up space, and giving yourself permission to express your truth yeah. And reminding yourself that not only can you be your own safe place, but you've got your own back. And there are ways that you can exert influence over your life. It's acknowledging, yes, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's beyond my control. Yeah. And it's knowing where to stop efforting. <laughs> if it's beyond your control, nothing so you can do true. about it. You've got to let that go. But this is the thing that you can do something about. And you stand tall and you do that thing. Yeah, definitely. So obviously applying all this or learning because not all of us can actually do what you're talking about. A lot of us don't have that discipline to be patient, to relax, to take time to ourselves. So it can be like very challenging. We actually have to learn these skills. And obviously it's something that requires time for for most of us. I think that's that's such an insightful point. I don't want people to feel like this has to be grand and elaborate stuff. Yeah. You know, when it comes to developing these skills, we, we have these capacities already. Yeah. 
you already know how to do this. It, it's just how to build on it. Mm-hmm. And, and what I find is that it doesn't need to be anything special or challenging. It can be as simple as placing your hands across your heart okay. and just feeling the warmth of your hands, feeling your heartbeat, and taking a couple of relaxed breaths and saying to yourself something soothing that just anchors your mind on something constructive rather than going down the rabbit hole of worrying yeah. thoughts. It might be a statement like, I soften into this moment. Yeah? yeah. Or, I feel my breath come home. Oh, and so honestly, these things, it, it, you know, another one would be if you're feeling anxious, if you hold your own hand, like there's an acupressure point here, okay. it doesn't matter which hand you hold, mm-hmm. but if you hold your own hand, one, it's, it's getting the oxytocin circulating around our bodies, which is a feel-good hormone. Okay. There's something deeply soothing about that. So even just holding your own hand and imbuing that action with a sense of, I can be tender towards myself yeah that can transform your mood so yes these things can sound quite big but the way you develop them is remarkably simple Mm. and accessible and powerful and that's the message that i hope people will take home yeah and the way you said it right now actually makes so much sense that it doesn't take much to just hold your hand and stay there in the moment but a lot of time, our lives looks like they are going so fast, and everything is going so fast, and we tend to it tends to be so difficult to like stay in that moment, take that two minutes for ourselves, and that's why today we want to share this. Like, take that few minutes. It doesn't have to be very long. Maybe wake up in the morning and apply these tips in your life. Just stay there. Stay there for two minutes, five minutes. Make it a routine in your life, isn't yeah. it? Another fantastic tip. Everyday moments into a ritual of nourishment. Yeah. If you think about all of those things that we're doing every day anyway, so, you know, the way that you wake up. Mm-hmm. You can wake up and pick up your phone and scroll. You can wake up and think about what someone said to you yesterday or all of that, you know, the elbow-length to-do list that you've got, right? Yeah. Or you can just listen to some bird song. Or you can feel the, 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 the softness of the bedding around you just mm. for 30 seconds. Or you can think about one thing that you happily anticipate in your day, even if that thing is going back to bed at the end of it. <laughs> right? It doesn't take any time. Yeah. And that's how you greet the day. And then if you think about other things that naturally happen through the course of your day, like how you shower, how you apply your moisturizer, mm. what you choose to wear. Mm. how you feed and nourish and hydrate yourself yeah what you say to yourself right nothing is you don't have to change much Mm. but if we can just imbue these everyday things with a little more presence and tenderness and and kindness yeah it transforms how we experience our life yeah so do you have a morning routine or a, a routine during your day what i what i have is I can, I, I'm very connected with where I'm at. Mm. So I think really the first skill when it comes to engaging in these nourishing practices, it's noticing when you need it, okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's noticing when you're starting to feel a bit hangry mm. or if, if, you're, if you're feeling reactive or yeah. if you're feeling fatigued. You've got to notice. And then it's, it's about having little options that you can just – lovingly apply mm. so maybe it's applying a scented hand balm and just 
tenderly rubbing that in and enjoying the scent. Yeah. Or it could be a, a, it could be like some movements. Like I love this one. It's the chicken wing shoulder roll. Mm. If I feel if I've been in front of the computer for a while, or if I'm starting to get a bit grinchy with my kid. Yeah. It's like, wow, it is time for a chicken wing shoulder roll. Fingertips <laughs> on shoulders, breathe in. Elbows up, breathe out, take them back and down. And yeah. literally, I feel like I'm dropping my day from my shoulder. Mm. And what I find really works for me is just having kind of little 30-second rituals yeah. that I can do while I'm, you know, clearing away lunch or at the computer yeah. or yeah, whenever I feel I need either a moment of calm or a or an opportunity to let off steam. Yeah. And so every day it's different. It's not like, I think for some people it really works for them to have like a half an hour ritual where they do something similar every morning. Yeah. That's great. If that works for you, awesome. I think what this is, it's just working out what works for you and yeah. doing that and giving yourself permission to do it and doing it diligently because stress happens every single day. Yeah. So nourishment and calming practices, soothing yeah. practices need to happen yeah. every single day. Yeah, I like the fact that you say that you can actually be flexible because like I am not that kind of person that I like to have the same routine every day. I like the fact that you're more conscious about what's happening within you and actually realizing the fact that right now I need to help myself and then take that moment for, for myself. When I wake up in the morning, I wash my face with this Neutrogena face wash and it smells is so nice. And I just realized that every morning I actually take that minute to smell it in and you know, it's kind of like a nice thing. So obviously these are all little things that if you become more mindful of, they can really help. So do you actually transfer all these skills to your kids as well? Oh. Yeah, we, we talk about it often. Uh, um, and, and, and I think it's really important for us grown-ups to share with our children how we're feeling mm. because, one, it opens up communication so they feel that they can talk about how they're feeling. Yeah. It also builds a rich language because when you can describe how you're feeling, that, that helps you feel less pushed and pushed, you know, pushed around by your feelings. Yeah. And then we, we actually talk about emotions have an energetic charge you know, something funny happens and you want to giggle, but you suppress it. Yeah. It's not like the energy just disappears. It's still in your body. But okay. same thing with sadness. If you suppress crying or if you are really furious and there's mm. something oh, you want to say it and you bite down your tongue and you yeah. chew your lips, there's an energetic charge that needs to get out. And it's so I'm, I'm building this, what we call like, like a self-soothing toolkit with yeah. my kids. And, and I've already shown you lion breath. Yeah. Um, we use a lot of yoga. We use a lot of breathing techniques. Mm. Um, we rely on nature a lot. And here's another little one. We all have a cuddle cup. We mustn't let our cuddle cup run empty. Because there's nothing better than a therapeutic hug, right? That's so beautiful. <laughs> So you were talking about suppressing and obviously this, I have to like, you know, get deep into this because I believe like a lot of us, I have this thing that I tend to suppress a lot and how can I say it? Like I tend to think like, you know, it's not that deep and then just get, get over it. But I know that I suppress a lot of feelings. So how do, would you say I need to deal with all this? So I think... When we, if we're interested in creating any change, mm. it's not enough to know what you want to mm. change or do differently. You've got to connect with the why. 
Because the why is the thing that will galvanize you when you are tested. And change is challenging for human beings. It just is. So if it's about, if, if and I think this is a goal that we would all share, because yeah. emotions, sometimes they really hurt. Yeah. Right? We'd rather not feel them. Mm-hmm. But the fact is we cannot deny them or push them away and expect that that, that, that will eradicate them. We, yeah. we can't. And we also can't selectively numb ourselves to feelings. So that if you numb yourself to anxiety, you will also numb yourself to joy, mm. right? But it's, it, this is a protective mechanism. So we need to go gently and carefully. Um, I would say that connect with the purpose of why you would want to do that. It's, it's kind of, we've got to own, this is what we're choosing right now. Is yeah. it working for us? Mm. Right? It's that yeah. question that's really, does this thing serve me? Yeah. And it's identifying that actually, no, this doesn't serve me. And I want to do things differently because that's the thing that allows me to be emotionally healthy. It's the thing that allows me to be available as a mom. Yeah. It's the thing that staves off, you know, irritable bowel and digestive problems because when we suppress our emotions you know we feel it in our guts right Mm. and so these are the reasons why i want to be better at expressing myself and moving through my emotions but your motivations might be entirely different and that's cool so it's it's kind of identifying what's your personal why yeah Yeah. and then it's about giving ourselves permission to feel yeah it's acknowledging that there is a time and a place for every emotion now, yeah. an emotion from an evolutionary perspective is basically a messenger mm. and they all have an important function. So it's not about emotions being good or bad. Every emotion is important. Anger is there when we feel threatened or someone in our care is threatened and it galvanizes us to be able to protect ourselves and others, right? Yeah. It also helps us stand up for what we believe in. We don't want to eradicate anger from, for, for that reason. Yeah. That's not to say that we it's okay for us to harm other people when we're angry, but we can channel that in safe ways, right, mm. and take action. Um, anxiety is there when to alert us to potential danger. So, again, don't er- eradicate anxiety. It's there as a, as a warning signal. Yeah. But it's our job to check in and say, hang on, how much anxiety is appropriate in this moment or is it appropriate in this moment at all? Mm. They're just messengers. They're not the gospel truth. Yeah. We need sadness to remind us, hey, we need to take a moment to, to, to restore. Loneliness is there to remind us to reach out and, and plug in. Yeah. Guilt is there to remind us to check in with our moral compass. Yeah. So please don't. We don't want to eradicate any of these things. They, they're really they're essential for our health and safety and for us to be able to live in harmony with each other. Yeah. Okay? So I think that... I think that can help just mm-hmm. acknowledging that it's okay to have them all. Yeah. Yeah. And then it comes to actually feeling them. And this is the hard stuff, right? This is the <laughs> it stuff is. That some emotions are lovely. They're delightful. We would like them to stay all day. Mm-hmm. Others are just horrendous. And you just think this is unbearable. The only way through it is to feel it. Yeah. And that's where we connect with the body and we use soothing practices. We draw on other people for support. Mm. Maybe we need to be heard. You've got to say something out loud and for someone to say to you, wow, that's really big. And of course you feel as you do. Yeah? Yeah. That's where the healing lies. That's amazing. So uh, I want to ask you, like, the services that you're currently offering. So that, you know, obviously, we want to know more about all this. I'm actually, like, all into it right now. But, yeah, tell us the, uh, the services that you're currently offering. Okay. Well, I, I love I love working one-on-one with people. So I offer coaching and counseling over Skype and the telephone in the UK, um, Skype globally. Um 
I'm writing lots of books because I find that's a really powerful way of reaching people. And I have a new book that's come out last week. Oh. It's called Self-Care for Tough Times. Okay, tell us a little bit more about your book. Which I, I actually... Okay, I, I actually finished writing this book at the end of last year. Yeah. So I had absolutely no idea that this pandemic was around the corner. <laughs> um, and it wasn't actually due out until February 2021. Okay. But obviously with what's happened, I've been so lucky that the publisher has, we've, we've worked really hard to make mm. the ebook available now mm. and the audio book comes out shortly. The paperback will still only be released in 2021. Okay. But self-care for tough times, it takes people through that toolkit, the skills that we, we, we were talking about at the beginning. Mm. And there are loads of soothing, calming, restorative practices that, that will help people navigate this extraordinary chapter of our lives and where can we find this book it's on amazon okay. yeah so that that would be the the easiest place to find it right now okay yeah. great so we're going to leave all the details in the description below so that you can actually get the book yourselves yes anything else you would like and, to share uh do you know what i would just like to to let people know that Lots of the different soothing practices that we've talked about today. I've got little videos on my Instagram feed with lots of oh, other inspiration, yeah. more exploration of, of how to do these things um, because I want to make these resources available to people. So please um, leap over to my Instagram page. It's just Susie Redding and, and let's connect there. It's, it's a really genuine, um, caring, well-being community. So come and be a part of it. Yeah. And where else can our listeners connect with you? I'm on Twitter as well under Susie Redding and on Facebook under Susie Redding Psychology and Yoga okay. and my website is susiereading.com or susiereading.co.uk okay great we're gonna put all these details in the description so make sure you connect with Susie as you've seen this was an amazing episode actually when I keep talking but obviously we don't have all day so if you want to connect more and know more about all this please just head over and connect with Susie. Thank you so much for being on this episode today. Thank you so much. We're in it together. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at SheWinsMastermind. And also share and review this podcast. We love you and we appreciate you. Last thing but not least, if you want to join the SheWins Club, tribe or membership make sure you head over to shewinsmastermind.com and join the tribe make sure you register and join us thank you so much for listening and see you in the next episode